Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. An inspiring documentary from filmmakers of school life, Young Plato, charts the dream of Elvis-loving school headmaster Kevin Macarivi, a maverick who is determined to change the fortunes of an inner city community plagued by urban decay, sectarian aggression, poverty, and drugs. The all-boys primary school is in post-conflict Belfast, Northern Ireland, and has become a hothouse for questioning violence as the headmaster sends his young wards out each day armed with wisdom from ancient Greek philosophers. The film is called Young Plato. We're joined today by one of the co-directors of the film. That would be Nasa Nihinan, as well as the headmaster himself, Kevin Makarivi. To both of you, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you so much. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. It is, uh, it's a beautiful setting in the sense of uh, the the stories they're able to uh, pull out of these kids uh, out of the the community out of the headmaster and his staff uh and it's such a it's such an encouraging film uh, now so how did you find out about this how did you what started you on this particular project I, it was my co-director um Declan McGrath it, he's a Belfast based um filmmaker and he was the person who told me about Kevin and the wonderful work that that he was doing in Holy Cross Boys so that's and, how it started yeah and Kevin when you were approached about a team of filmmakers coming in or a crew of team makers coming into your school what was your initial reaction and did it change over the course of your conversations with Nessa I was all in I'm I'm all I'm all about promoting the school, P- putting it out there that there are children who are in a highly socially depraved little area called Ardoin, who are so articulate, so confident, and so ready for learning that it's it, it's it's so refreshing. And whenever they came in and asked me, "Is it, we're, we're going to make this documentary? Um, what do you think?" I said, "Yeah, I'm in." I'm all in. And so they had to go and source out. Well, first and foremost, uh, Mike, just to let you know, they had to become ghosts in the school. So that that was a bit problematic because the kids were making funny faces into the camera and doing funny things, you know, because it was all good laugh. But then after about three months, it all sort of quietened down and the children then totally accepted in Declan, and it was like they weren't, they weren't there anymore. And and then, you know what? At times I forgot they were there as well, uh, because when I saw some of the stuff on the screen, I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot about that." Uh, did I? Were they there when I did? Uh, oh, you know. And there were so many things that that was up in the screen. I was going, "Were they there when I said that?" God, I can't remember them being there. And they, they weren't looking for me, Mike. Mm-hmm. They weren't looking. There you are, and and that's a big revelation. NASA and Daglan weren't looking for me; they were looking for a teacher to deliver this. But he, he wasn't, or she wasn't uh, presenting themselves, and they said, "Look, can we follow you for a while?" So I said, "Yes, yeah, certainly, not a problem. You you come follow me; I'll just do my job." And that's sort of how I became the main protagonist in Young Plato. Uh, they followed me doing my job, and that's all. That's all on that movie. Me yeah. doing my job, uh, Kevin. Where were you raised? Were you raised in Northern Belfast or where were you from? No, I, I'm, I'm from West Belfast. 
I was I was um, raised in Lenadoon, an area called Lenadoon, um, and it, it it's not unlike the the area of Ardoin. Um, I was I was born in 1969, at sort of the head of the Troubles, and um, I had the influence of the the, the British Army uh, in our areas. They swamped in, uh, busted down doors, pulled you out of beds. Uh, you know, all all the usual stuff that went on um, way back then, and it was quite traumatic uh, for me growing up as a as a young boy. Um, four and five, uh, seeing your daddy being pulled out of his bed and jailed, and, and uh, also your mummy having a, a rifle butt stuck in her face, uh, requiring seven stitches. So uh, for me, you know, um, my, my mummy said that my, my way out of there was education. And she pushed me all the way. She said, you'll get your education and you'll do well. And I, I, I've just taken that to hear. And I have the same philosophy, and, and there is a lot of problems in this area um, through transgenerational trauma. You know the addictive natures of the, you know the, the alcohol and the drugs and the gambling. I want to give children the same way out as as I was given. Nessa, the area around the school, Holy Cross School, mm-hmm. is as Kevin was just describing its own version of what he he lived through. Um, I'm curious about the kind of existential, I don't know if that's exactly the right word, but the that the sort of the visceral sense of a school in an area like this that has such a fraught history. And as you were making the film, as you were beginning to get acquainted with the people in it and the kids and the students, I should say, how much did you feel of the sort of outside of the school environment and in how it played out in what we see in in the school? I mean, the, the problems we see with these kids or the issues that they're dealing with are not unlike any other school. But what, if any, impact or how much of an impact did the outside of the school have on what you saw in the making of this film? Well, I didn't know Ardoin before I went to visit the school. And I knew West Belfast, right? I had, you know, I had, I had some friends living over there. And what what people don't understand is, in in after the peace process, um, a lot of money flooded into into Belfast, you know, making people's lives better. And West Belfast did quite well out of out of you know after the whole peace process, but. Ardoin, like they were just kind of forgotten about and left behind, and possibly because they're a nationalist enclave surrounded by a whole bunch of um, you know unionist communities. So it, you know it's quite a unique place. So it felt like it, that Ardoin was still stuck in a time warp. They you know they, they, there's no they have so few resources there. There's not even a gym in the area. That's why Kevin started a gym inside the school so that parents had somewhere somewhere to go um I was really taken aback by the poverty that I saw in Ardoin I wasn't prepared to see that kind of that level of 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 poverty and um but inside the school itself it 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 felt like an oasis to me like everything that there was a joy in the corridors the kids you know they were they you know they they it was almost like they had a reprieve from what was outside the uh, the school gates the, the, everywhere you looked there were there was there were paintings that the children had done the the 
atmosphere between the classroom assistants, the teachers, the you know the, the kitchen ladies. It was just it was just so nurturing and 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 warm and friendly, and you knew that every adult in that school had the children's backs. And what 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 you, what you may not understand from the film is that the um, all the classroom assistants are actually from the area as well, so they really 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 know what's going on outside the school gates and in in the homes of of some of these children, and they they look they tell Kevin and they tell the teachers and the, and so that people are aware like if a child needs extra support or if there's something happening in one particular family or something just happened. The, the school are always made aware of that and they know when to step in and when to, you know, when extra help is needed or when extra support um, is given. Yeah, it's just a, so, go ahead. Yeah. No, sorry. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it does. Um, well, Kevin, going back to, to I, growing up in a Catholic high school and, and I'm very familiar with the teaching of religion but I don't recall the teaching of philosophy and Socrates and Plato and the and the introduction of that into the curriculum by you is seems to be kind of a bedrock of the school itself. And what I so appreciate about this approach, and maybe I'm overstating it, I don't think I am, but I, I um is that it the idea of philosophy asks so many important questions in order to to, to make sense of it or try to make sense of it. But the why question and that why question opens up so much of what you are able to accomplish in what I would term as conflict resolution. It seems that that's a huge part of what you are attempting to do and showing these kids a way forward. But the idea of using philosophy as the sort of this idea of a way into their lives and for, for them to to embrace it the way that they do. Talk a little bit about how you came to that. Well, um, I, I sort of fell into it, Mike, uh, with regards to philosophy. Uh, I, I became principal 10 years ago, and um, uh, the outgoing principal was called Terry Lopperty, and Terry said, you know, why don't you bring philosophy into the school? And I was like, gee whiz, my first year as a principal, he says, be different. You've always been different, so try it. So I researched a guy called Pete Worley, brought him over. He trained me, trained all the staff. Um, and it, so, it sort of took off from there. And I, when I went over to, to observe Pete in, in London, he was doing like an hour in a school here and an hour there. But I wanted, but I wanted it to be permeated, embedded, infused into the very fabric of, of Holy Cross Boys. And, and, that, and that took me five years to sort of bring the staff on board with the vision because when I came back, Mike, with with I was so excited. I'm so passionate, and as you can see in the film, I'm a very passionate guy. Um, I was so passionate about bringing something new to the school that a lot of the teachers just didn't believe in it. They didn't believe in the vision. They didn't believe in the way. And I had to show them. I I had to stand in front of all of my staff and take a philosophy lesson with five-year-olds who hadn't a clue, had never been involved in philosophy, hadn't a clue what philosophy was, and and. Uh, by the end of 45 minutes, everybody in that in that room were totally in. It was it was it was like a, a game of cards. Everybody was in. All the chips were in. They couldn't believe the thinking 
of five-year-olds in that room. They said, I didn't know children thought like that. It's just because we don't give them the form. We don't, we don't believe in them. We believe in our voices, not in the children's. And they were like, oh, right. And, and it is about allowing yourself to become more of a facilitator, Mike, than, than a teacher. I don't know much about Socrates other than sort of the basic stuff. But one of the things that is talked about in, in, the, in the film is that he said, I can't teach anyone anything. I can only teach them to think, which yeah. if that's not the best possible outlook for a, a young student, a young man or woman trying to learn about the world, I don't know what is. That is learning how to think is such such an important thing. And it, it really is. And, and you have to want to do it. It's not easy to do it. It's it's, it's just not easy to think, uh, and and you have to tell you have to believe in it, and you have to give them the the, the right forms, and and you have to get them to think in 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 a, in a critical and in a creative and in a caring and collaborative way. But we in in a way that we do it here is the four hours. You know, but you know what is a whole? For example, the children will, uh, and this is four hours. You know, uh, the children will reason. Or, sorry, reflect on that question. What is the whole? Reflect. And then in their head, they'll reason. And there'll be reason and response. So there's three hours right away. Reflect, reason, response. And then someone might say something different and then they reevaluate. Perhaps in the light of better reasoning. So there's the four hours that the children do here in Holy Cross Boys. And they do it and in a way that, you know, Socrates, as you, as you were talking about there, Socrates said, the greatest thing I know is that I know nothing. Yeah. So they're, they're not afraid to articulate and give any opinion because the greatest thinker that they know said that he knew nothing, yeah. you know, and it's beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. Well, we're just about out of time. I just do want to let people know that Young Plato will be opening in New York on the 23rd, and it will be opening up in multiple cities on the 30th. Be looking for it. Be looking for it here in Los Angeles area. Uh, just love this documentary film. Um, and one quick last thing, uh, uh, Nessa, um, and that is the reaction to the film has been quite wonderful. I'm curious about the reaction among the people associated with Holy Cross. What, what's, what's been sort of the best feedback? Okay, well, we we did a screening for the whole community, for the for all the parents and the and the children. Um, we hired a cinema, and they, they all came to see it before anybody else did. And I think, just in one word, I think there was just a great sense of pride. They were so proud of their children. They were so proud of their school. And I think they were just so proud of themselves because it's not often that positive stories come out of Ardoin. And this is truly an incredibly positive and uh, an inspiring story. So well, I think pride was what they felt. That's fantastic. And I'm not surprised. I just want to, last thing is that closing shot of as you kind of pull away from the uh, the, the view from above and you mm -hmm. see where Holy Cross is and you see the communities around it. It's such a powerful way to end this wonderful documentary film. My congratulations to both of you. Uh, that would be Nasani Hinan, uh, the co-director along with Declan McGrath and also the yeah. subject of the film. And that would be Kevin McAreevy. To both of you, thank you so much for being here on Film School Radio. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you very much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. 
Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.